0: i going to be picking it up in Genesis chapter 29, verse 1. Now, so far, Jacob has got his birthright. He got the birthright that he bought, just paid in full from, es- from Esau back a few chapters ago when he bought it from him for the bowl of red pottage, or the, the lentils. And Esau is not happy about that. Esau has vowed that as soon as his dad dies, he's going to kill Jacob. Naturally, Rebecca heard of this and went to Jacob and said, "Hey, ease on up to my brothers. Just spend a few days up there. Let all this blow over. Let him calm down. You, you know, Esau is a a fiery type of guy. He has a pretty good temper on him. It'll, he'll cool off and things can go back to normal. Well, in the meantime of all this, Esau overhears Jacob and uh, not Jacob, um, Isaac." And Rebecca talking about his choice of wives and realizes, hey, you know what? I stepped outside of the promise, the the covenant that was given to Abraham. I stepped outside of that and because Abraham was the one that was blessed. And then naturally the blessing went to Isaac, that in Isaac the seed will be called. And so he goes to Ishmael to his line and decides to pick a wife. Now he's he's trying to do a little better, but what's he doing? He's trying to make his dad on earth happy he's not worrying about god you see that's why ishmael was split off is so that it would be clear what line the christ child was going to come through so he's kind of he's trying to make his dad happy but he's still just not hitting on all eight there he's just not he's not following through completely i guess you could say so at this point, Jacob is on his way to Haran. We're going to pick it up, chapter 29, verse 1. We ask for clarity and understanding from our Father in Jesus' name. And verse 1 reads, Then Jacob went on his journey, and came into the land of the people of the east. And he looked, and behold, a well in a field. And, lo, there were three flocks of sheep laying by it. For out of that well they watered the flocks, and a great stone was upon the well's mouth. Let's believe that maybe there was they had... This well was a dug well. So I believe that maybe the people in this community had dug this well together and so that nobody got treated unfairly, they all watered at the same time. And also this was a big stone, so it took a lot of people to move it. Verse three, And thither were all the flocks gathered, and they rolled the stone from the whale's mouth and watered the sheep and put the stone again upon the whale's mouth in his place. And Jacob said to Unto them, my brethren, whence be ye? And they said, of Haran are we. And he said to them, Know ye Laban, the son of Nahor? This is actually grandson of Nahor. In the Hebrew, there's not really words for grandson or uncle or stuff like that. It's mainly father, son, or brother. And they said, We know him. And he said unto them, Is he well? And they said, He is well. And behold, Rachel his daughter cometh with the sheep. Now, some might think, well, the, the daughter is, is, why is she shepherding the sheep? What this is, in the culture, it was usually the younger, such as David was the youngest son, and he was the shepherd. Now, this is, Rachel is the youngest daughter, and she was of the age that she could shepherd a flock. So naturally, she is the one tending to him. Verse 7, and he said, Lo, it is yet high day. Neither is it time that the cattle should be gathered together. Why are you the sheep and go and feed them? What he's saying is, why did you bring them in so early? The there's still plenty of time for grazing. You know, if you don't have the nourishment, if your if your sheep aren't eating or your cattle or whatever, if they're not eating good, well then they're not going to put on the weight that you need them to put on. So he's asking them, why are y'all? It's, it's it's midday. What what are y'all doing here? Verse eight, and they said, we cannot until all the flocks be gathered together, until they roll the from the the stone from the well's mouth. Then we water the sheep. So he's kind of seeing it, you know, it's a. Jacob, he, he's a sharp guy, especially when it comes to this stuff. And he understands that. And this is just kind of blowing his mind here. Verse 9. And while he yet spake with him, Rachel came up with her father's sheep, for she kept them. And it came to pass when Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother, or his mother's brother, the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, that Jacob went near and rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. So Rachel must have impressed him because this one man went over there and rolled the stone out of the way. And they just said that, you know, they needed to gather up. So it, it maybe maybe he was trying to impress her a little bit, kind of showing, showing his strength off. Verse 11, And Jacob kissed Rachel and lifted up his voice and wept. That he knew that he was in the right spot, and apparently she just he just fell right in love with her. Verse twelve, and Jacob told Rachel that he was her father's brother, which is actually nephew, and that he was Rebecca's son, and she ran and told her father. So, I mean, it's, just, it's working out just right, just as the servant Isaac uh, Abraham's servant went for Isaac and and fell right on just just found Rebecca right off. Jacob's done the same with Rachel here. Verse 13, And it came to pass, when Laban heard the tidings of Jacob, his sister's son, that he ran to meet him, and embraced him, and kissed him, and brought him to his house. And he told Laban all things. And Laban said to him, Surely thou art my bone and my flesh. And he abode with him the space of a month. So, y'all remember I told you to remember this Laban from whenever Rebekah was met, whenever the servant went in. And he saw the, the earrings and the bracelets and all the the servants and all the flocks and everything that Abraham that Abraham had, and it was kind of racking up on him. Now, this Laban's a businessman. I'm not saying he's a crook or anything, but he's a good businessman. And you gotta watch your, your agreements with him, because he's gonna come out with the better hand if you don't watch it. Verse 15 And Laban said unto Jacob, Because thou art my brother, shouldest thou therefore serve me for naught? Tell me, what shall thy wages be? Now here we go, we're fixing to get in a contract. And Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah. And Leah means, in in the Hebrew, it means weary. And the name of the younger was Rachel, which means a ewe, like a sheep. She was tending the sheep. 17, Leah was tender-eyed, but Rachel was beautiful and well-favored. And Jacob loved Rachel. And said, I will serve thee seven years for Rachel, thy younger daughter. All right. So there's your there's your agreement. Seven years of tending the sheep, you know, tending, tending the farm. And at the end of that, he's going to marry Rachel. And Laban said, it is better that I give her to thee than that I should give her to another man. Abide with me. So, okay. Deal's a deal. You got it. Verse 20. And Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed unto him but a few days for the love he had for her time just flew right on by and jacob said unto laban give me my wife for my days are fulfilled that i may go in and, that i may go in unto her so it's been 7 years i've done my side of the bargain of, of i've fulfilled my side of the contract so it's time for you to pay up Verse twenty-two, and Laban gathered together all the men of the place, and made a feast. Oh, here we go! They they throwing a party. They're excited, and it came to pass in the evening that he took Leah, his daughter, and brought her to him, and he went in unto her. Now he pulled the old switcheroo here. That wasn't the agreement. And what happened? They they they've had such a party, and old Jacob, you know, he's probably probably just having a good time, and by the by with the wine flowing and everything by the time he gets ready to go consummate he he don't know who's who first 24 and Laban gave gave unto his daughter Leah Zilpah, his maid for a handmaid and this was customary that basically you'd have this this other maid that would go with Leah as she married off and tend to her and the family as, you know, as, as according. Verse 25. And it came to pass that in the morning, behold, it was Leah. And he said to Laban, what is this thou hast done unto me? Did not I serve thee for Rachel? Wherefore then hast thou beguiled me? Where, why did you trick me? I did my seven years, and then here you come along here doing this. And Laban said, it must not be so done in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. Now he could have said that from the beginning but he didn't. He's trying to, he's swindling around here. You know, he's, he's getting around on Jacob. In seven years with the guy that came in and watered the flock just as soon as he showed up. I'm sure that the place around there is looking real good. And he, I'm, Laban most likely didn't want to lose him. Verse 27, fulfill her week and we, and we will give thee also for the service, which thou shalt serve me yet seven other years. And did so. And, and Jacob did so and fulfilled her week. And he gave him Rachel, his daughter, to wife also. So now he's got another seven years he's got to serve for Rachel. <clears throat> verse 29. And Laban gave to Rachel his daughter Bilhah, his handmaiden, to be her maid. And he went, verse 30. And he went in also unto Rachel. And he loved also Rachel more than Leah and served with him yet seven other years. So here he is. He got swindled into it. And when the Lord saw that Leah was hated, now this is, this hated, is, it's a, what it means is loved less. It's just like in, in the gospel when Christ would say, unless you love me and hate your family. Now, naturally, Christ wouldn't say hate somebody. But if you go to the Strong's Concordance and you look it up, it actually means love less. So he didn't hate Leah. He just didn't love her quite as much as he loved Rachel. So, then when the Lord saw that Leah was hated, loved less, he opened her womb. But Rachel was barren. So this is kind of, our father, you know, he, he's trying to get this sorted out here. He's trying to make everything fair. He don't like favoritism. Verse 32, and Leah conceived and bare a son, and she called his name Reuben. For she said, Surely the Lord hath looked upon my affliction. Now, therefore, my husband will love thee. And naturally, Reuben means, Behold, a son. And as we go through the names of these, these sons, I'm going to tell you the, w- what the meaning is because they become important. Uh, pretty much everybody's name stood for something. Verse 33, And she conceived again and bare a son, and said, Because the Lord hath heard that I was hated loved less. He hath therefore given me this son also, and she called his name Simeon, Simeon being hearing. And she conceived again, and bare a son, and said, Now this time will my husband be joined unto me, because I have borne him three sons. Therefore was his name called Levi, and Levi means the joiner. Now that's also important, because Levi is the priest line, and naturally, The priests do all that they can, or should anyway, to join the people and keep them joined to God and continue to lead them in that journey. Verse 35, And she conceived again and bare a son. And she said, Now will I praise the Lord, therefore. She called his name Judah and left bearing. And Judah means he shall be praised. And if you think about that, Judah becomes the king line. Well, everybody praises the kings. And at the end of the day, Christ is the King of kings and Lord of lords. And he came from that line of Judah and also part of Levi. He was half Judean and half uh, Levite. And he is to be praised. Chapter 30, verse 1. And when Rachel saw that she bare Jacob no children, Rachel envied her sister. Now, envy's envy's not a good thing. It can lead into some bad stuff. And said unto Jacob, Give me children or else I die. So she's putting it on Jacob like it's his fault. And Jacob's anger was kindled against Rachel. And he said, am I in God's stead? What do you think? I'm God. I'm I'm controlling this. Who hath withheld from me the fruit of the womb? So he's kind of telling her, look, it's not my fault. I can't help this. Verse 3. And she said, behold, my maid Bilhah, go in unto her, and she shall bear upon my knees, that I may also have children by her. So it's kind of like, she's my maid, I'll adopt the children, I'll claim them. And she gave Bilhah, her handmaiden, to, to a wife, and Jacob went in unto her. Now this might seem weird, you know, I mean it seems it's, for the customs that we have these days, this is out of custom. But what this is, before the Ten Commandments, before the law of God, such as Leviticus, um, and Exodus, where the law was handed down, the, basically in the, the region around there, there was a thing called the Code of Hammurabi, And it, it was close to the Levitical law, uh, to the commandments, but it was not as fair as that which God handed down. All that being said to say, this was part of that code that the handmaiden be given to the husband. This was all in their culture, in the, in that culture of that code. Verse six. And Rachel said, God hath judged me, and hath also heard my voice, and hath given me a son, therefore called his name Dan, and Dan means Judge. And Bilhah, Rachel's maid, conceived again, and bare Jacob a second son. And Rachel said, with great wrestlings have I wrestled with my sister, and I have prevailed. And she called his name Nephtali, And Nephtali means my wrestling. You kind of see the, the pattern here. When Leah saw that she had left bearing, so her, her womb was closed up, she took Zilpah, her mate, and gave her to Jacob to wife. Now, so now we've just got this good old competition here. Who can have the most kids? And Zilpah, Leah's maid, bare Jacob a son. And Leah said, A troop cometh. And she called his name Gad, which means a troop. Verse 12. And Zilpah, Leah's maid, bare Jacob a second son. And Leah said, Happy am I, for the daughters will call me blessed. And she called his name Asher. And Asher means happy. Verse 14. And Reuben went in the days of wheat harvest and found mandrakes in the field. And brought them unto his mother Leah. Then Rachel said to Leah, Give me I pray thee of thy son's mandrakes. And she said unto her, It is a small matter that thou hast taken my husband, and wouldest thou take away my son's mandrakes also? So she saying, You know, naturally Leah was the first one married, and Rachel came in and even though the agreement was for Rachel, but Jacob loved Rachel more. So she's saying, you're, you're trying to take everything from me. And Rachel said, therefore, he shall lie with thee tonight for thy son's mandrakes. And the deal with the mandrakes is it is a root, if, if I'm not mistaken, and it helps with the process of conception. And that's, you know, you can just, we'll just leave that there. Verse 16, and Jacob came out of the field in the evening and Leah went out to meet him. And said, Thou must come in unto me, for surely I have hired thee with my son's mandrakes. And he lay with her that night. So he, 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 he got hired. Uh, verse 17, and, and God hearkened unto Leah, and she conceived and bare Jacob a fifth son. So it kind of backfired on Rachel And 18. And Leah said, God hath given me my hire, because I have given my maiden to my husband. And she called his name Ishakar. And Ishakar naturally means of hire. uh, Or there is hire, or his wages. 19. And Leah conceived again, and bare Jacob a sixth son. And Leah said, God hath endued me with a good dowry. Now Now will my husband dwell with me, because I have borne him six sons. And she called his name Zebulun. And Zebulun means a dwelling or a habitation. <clears throat> and afterward, she bare a daughter and called her name Dinah. And Dinah means vindication or judgment. And God remembered Rachel, and God hearkened to her and opened her womb. And she conceived and bare a son and said, God have taken away my reproach. And she called his name Joseph and said, The Lord shall add to me another son. And Joseph means may he add. And it came to pass when Rachel had borne Joseph that Jacob said unto Laban, send me away that I might go into my own place and to my own country. Give me my wives and my children for whom I have served thee and let me go. For thou knowest my service, which I have done thee. So what he's saying is, look, I have fulfilled all, every contractual agreement that we've had. I've done my part. So now it's time for me to go back to my place. Verse 27, And Laban said unto him, I pray thee, if I have found favor in thy eyes, tarry, for I have learned by experience that the Lord hath blessed me for thy sake. So he's seeing that Jacob is definitely blessed and he don't want him to leave. He's loving all the success that's happening. Not only are their children popping up everywhere, I mean, they have got a a house full of boys. But also, with him being the husbandman that he was, You know the flocks are doing great. The farm's got to be doing great. Verse 28, And he said, Appoint me thy wages, and I will give it. And he said unto him, Thou knowest how I have served thee, and how thy cattle was with me. So you know that I've increased you a lot. Verse 30, For it was little which thou hadest before I came, and it is now increased into a multitude, and the Lord hath blessed thee since my coming. And now shall I provide for mine own house also? What he's saying is, I've, I have increased your flock so much with, with God's blessings. Your flocks have increased so much since I've been here. And everything has just been on the up and up, so good. But I don't have anything to show for it, aside from his family, naturally. 31, and he said, what shall I give thee? And Jacob said, thou shalt not give me anything. If thou wilt do this thing for me, I will again feed and keep thy flock. I will pass through all thy flock today, removing from thence all the speckled and spotted cattle and all the brown cattle among the sheep and the spotted and speckled among the goats, and of such shall be my hire. So he's going to allow Laban to keep all the the pure fleeced sheep, but he's going to take these that are speckled. 33. So shall my righteousness answer for me in time to come. When it shall come from my hire before thy face, every one that is not speckled and spotted before the goats and brown among the sheep, that shall be counted stolen with me. So it's kind of a way, first of all, what you're going to see here is the first bit of, oh, what would you say, uh, of pedigree arrangement, I guess you could say, uh, husbandry and what he's saying is it's going to be obvious. If I leave out of here and I have anything that's a, of a pure coat, well, then you know that I stole it from you. But if you look on, on this flock that I'm going to take, and they're all spotted or speckled or brown, you know they're mine. Verse 34, And Laban said, Behold, I would it might be according to thy word. And he removed that day the he goats that were, that were ring straight and spotted, and all the she goats that were speckled and spotted. And every one that had some white in it, and all the brown among the sheep, and gave them into the hands of his sons. So he went through, he divided them out, and he got his share of them. And he set three days' journey betwixt himself and Jacob. And Jacob fed the rest of of Laban's flocks. And Jacob took him rods of green poplar and of the hazel and chestnut tree, and piled white streaks on them, and made the white appear which was in the rods. And he set the rods which he had piled before the flocks in the gutters in the watering troughs when the flocks came to drink, that they should conceive when they came to drink, and the flocks conceived before the rods and brought forth cattle ring straight, speckled and spotted, and Jacob did separate the lambs and set the fences, the faces of the flocks toward the ring straight and all the brown in the flock of Laban, and he put with his and he put his own flocks by themselves. And then not unto Laban's cattle. All right, so what happened here? That was kind of a lot. But basically he, he set up, nowadays you'd say cattle panels, okay? Uh, for Basically he set up chambers or gates. And he put his he goats over there that were speckled. So whenever any time that the, the females would come down, whether they were speckled or whether they were of pure color, Whenever they had conceived it, they would naturally throw a speckled lamb, because of the he goat that he was using for the service. And at the point whenever one of, if one came out that was not speckled, well then he went ahead and pushed it on over to Laban's, and he was just constantly what was happening, and he was constantly multiplying his own flock, because he he's pretty well got a raw deal this whole time. Laban hadn't really been looking out for him all that much. It's been a whole lot of me, 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 me. And at this point, Jacob's pretty well saying, all right, you know what? I know I'm fixing to get out of here. I'm fixing to head back to my own place. I've got this one service left to do, and then I'm headed out. So he is piling it on. The, I mean, naturally, he's throwing all these speckled lambs out, and they're going right into his, in, into his storehouse over here. Verse 42. But when the cattle were feeble, he put them not in. So the feebler were Laban's, and the stronger were Jacob's. So if, if he had one that come down that was a little weak, he would shew it off. He wouldn't put it in the pen. He wouldn't allow it to conceive. He'd shew it off over here and go ahead and allow it to go into Laban's. Verse forty-three. And the man increased exceedingly, and had much cattle, and maid servants, and men servants, and camels and asses. So this dude was definitely. A great husbandman, and not only that, but he was obviously blessed of God. Verse thirty-one, or chapter thirty-one, verse one, and he heard the words of Laban's son, saying, Jacob had taken away all that was that was our father's, and of that which was our father's hath he gotten all this glory. So they're kind of they're blaming all. Oh, well, you know, poor pitiful me. He's he's stealing him blind over here. Verse 2, And Jacob beheld the countenance of Laban, and behold, it was not towards him as before. Laban kind of figures out he got the raw end of this deal. he he's been making real good deals this whole time, but now this one turned around on him. And the Lord said to Jacob, Return unto the land of thy fathers and to thy kindred, and I will be with thee. And Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah to the field and to his flock, and said to them, I see your father's countenance, that it is not towards me as before. But the God of my father hath been with me. Naturally, he's been with him because he's multiplied so much. Not only has he multiplied, but he's multiplied Laban so much just because of Jacob being there. Verse 6, And you know that with all my power I have served your father. I've done everything he's asked, any contract I've gone into, everything. I have done it to my best ability. Verse 7, And your father hath deceived me and changed my wages ten times. But God suffered him not to hurt me. And if and he said thus, the speckled shall be thy wages, then all the cattle bear speckled. And if he said thus, the ring shall be thy hire, then bear all the cattle ring straight. Thus God hath taken away the cattle of your father and given them to meat. What he's saying is it don't really matter what deal Laban would have made. Jacob would have been blessed in this deal. This this is the basically the parting of ways here. Verse 10, and it came to pass at the time that the cattle conceived that I lifted up mine eyes and saw in a dream and behold, the rams which leaped upon the cattle were ring straight, speckled, and grizzled. And the angel of God spake unto me in a dream, saying, Jacob. And I said, here am I. And he said, lift up thine eyes and see all the rams which leaped upon the cattle are ring speckled, and grizzled. For I have seen all that Laban has done to you. And remember, God sees everything. So he's he's fixing to tell him here how to get right. I am the God of Bethel. Remember, that's the house of God. Where thou anointed the pillar, and where thou vowedest a vow unto me, now arise, get thee from this land, and return to the land of thy kindred. And Rachel and Leah answered and said unto him, Is there yet any portion or inheritance for us in our father's house? Are we not counted of him strangers?' For he hath sold us, and hath quite devoured also our money. For all the riches which God hath taken from our Father that is ours, and our children's, now then, whatsoever God has said unto thee do. So they're saying, well, you know, we could see this. It's pretty obvious. And he showed you in a dream how this was going to happen, how to set these goats up, and how to make them breed properly. So that the increase was for him, and he did it, and everything worked out great. And all the while, Laban's been over here just blowing all the money right and left, and that's what Leah and Rachel are saying is, all this increase, he's just been blowing it, hadn't been saving any inheritance for them. So, okay, let's head out. This We'll we'll pick it up in verse 17 in the next study. It's fixing to get exciting. We're going to get back to Jacob and Esau. They're going to have a a little meeting again. But then also there is Rachel pulls a little stunt. And uh, we'll we'll we'll, we'll get get to that in the next study. God bless y'all. Y'all have a great day. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of the Humans Under Grace Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, you can go to our website at www.humansundergrace.com. And under the Contact Us page, submit your question. Also, you can write to us at Humans Under Grace, P.O. Box 1467, Tatum, Texas, 75691. Thank you, and God bless you.